Um, welcome to a brand new episode of Growing Up Gay with your boy Vaughn and Malik Khalid. Khalid. Come on, come on, name. I just Some feel of like us... I should start introducing myself like that, like Malik Khalid, and then I'll probably just start going by Malik, you know, pull a Beyonce, yeah. y'all. Well, you know, some of us, uh, we're like Rihanna. We only need one name. Um, <laughs> don't worry about the fancy. <laughs> just Vaughn is all you need to know. <laughs> um, but no. Um, thank you all for tuning in. We are Seriously. back. Um, just quickly before we get into the show, we do want to say thank you for everyone that has been listening. Um, continuously, so all the new people. people that have discovered the show after the fact um, yes. are, and are going back to episode one. Please remember to tell a friend, share the link, tweet along with, you know, the the our Twitter page when, it come, when the episode drops. Um, for this episode specifically, I'm going to be dropping some questions to go along with it so please find your way to the twitter and um answer those questions retweet tell your friends tell your cousins tell your aunties tell everybody you, know, you can tell everybody i want to tell you that um, you can tell everybody i want everybody to know <laughs> what we're doing because what we're doing is dynamic it, it is, is amazing and um yeah i did my first profile over the weekend so that's more content that our viewers are going to be able to consume and learn about other people that are queer and that are awesome. And so, and that's the show coming is growing. for y'all later on. Yeah, because we have we have so many things that we are working on, we're cooking up, we're planning um, over the next, specifically over the next three to four months. So please stay tuned. I know uh, there's not much happening on the website right now, and we're slightly engaged, but you know. You, you, you can't serve the meal before it's cooked properly. You know what I mean? We, we gave you a little appetizer. Baby right? We gave you a little, you know, a little fruit plate, maybe a little veggie plate with a little dip to get you started. But the entree and is coming. A wing. A, a, a wing. A, a wing. Now, don't get crazy. This has got to last for everybody. So just grab a wing. Right now, you just grabbed a wing. But a we, wing. Have, <laughs> we have more coming. Speaking of... Um, what have you been up to, Malik, since our last episode? Well, since our last episode, St. Malik uh, Month has started That's and finished. About. You know, we were celebrating my birthday. We were celebrating my existence, my life. And seriously, I am so just filled with the gratitude to know that I am loved and respected by so many amazing, dynamic resilient human beings from my family to strangers um people have just been so strangers yeah like (laughs) so like seriously people have been so kind to me this birthday and and it's caused me to really go back and have some reflection time and do a lot of um just stirring up if you will within my life and uh it's been difficult some things but this was a great birthday i my friend celebrated me that was amazing i went to new york and had a great time up there. Stayed with Wesley in Brooklyn. Partied hard. Celebrated hard. Dinner with his brother. Dinner with all the New York girls that I was up there with. 
you know, I'm I'm satisfied. I'm, I turned 27, and I just feel super just grateful. I'm this just is really, that's the that's the last year of your mid 20s. I this is the last year of my mid 20s, mm-hmm. and my intention for for the rest of this next year is simply just gratitude. Just being more, well, well, my intention is called Santosha, and that just means being content with where you are and looking on the bright side and being grateful mm. for the things that mm. you have. Being grateful for the things that you have in spite of the storm that you may be going through. And how that is you, a word. Yeah, and how you practice that is reframing the things that happen to you in a way that you actually can learn from them and use them to empower you, but also... Not just looking at the bad, but looking at all the other great things that are happening within your life, within others around you. Because keep in mind that your friends' blessings are your blessings, too. Mm-hmm. You know, So really just being a grateful person for your life and for the connection that you have. So that's my intention. Santosha. If you guys want to look it up, Google it. S-A-N-T-O-S-H-A. I was uh, trying so hard. And I mean so hard not to say grateful in the back as you. I feel like I should have just been, Yes. Like just lightly in the background. A as good old gospel myth. It was it was just so powerful. Like you should have just come on with it. I would have been so I would have been so here for it, like escape. Just <laughs> mind just you, who uh who had their twenty fourth reunion concert in Atlanta last week. Oh wow! Which, sorry, 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 twenty five years of so so death and escape. Wow. You know, performed. Tonight. They did their thing. Okay, let me stop saying that. That's beautiful. I actually really love that. I'm trying to work on that as well. I've always said that, like I, I, I struggle with um, being grateful, but not being satisfied. Um, yeah. I feel like that's the 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 balance, the place that I've been stuck in, especially not I being think, for the past for the past uh, six to eight months. But that it's is difficult, really Vaughn. It is. Yeah, it I look, is. mean, everyone everyone struggles with feeling like they should be everyone they should be somewhere other than where they are, but once we truly accept the fact that we have everything that we already need, right? And and what I what what always reminds me of that is whenever I'm faced with like a really difficult situation and I kind of like have in my head like that little moment, Oprah says the aha moment before mm-hmm. I make it. Whenever I decide to just go with my first mind, with my gut, or, you know, with my heart, it always works out. And then it's like later on, it just affirms, I already have what I need. I didn't need to, I didn't need to do anything else because it already, like all of the answers are already inside of us. So anyway, you, you are have everything just, you need. You are preaching today. I mean, and it I is literally, this birthday it. has just been so, uh, it's been awesome. Like, it's been really difficult for me emotionally, but it's been really uh, powerful in the sense that I've been able to tell the truth about a lot of things within my life mm. to people that needed to hear them, and it's it's very freeing, you know. And we'll talk about that, you know. This goes right into our, our growing up gay topic, so we'll save the rest of this for later. But mm. I'm, you know, it's some it's some good shit happening with all of us, with Vaughn and I within our lives and with the show. So you know, it's just about growth, and it's about um. Like I said, growth and, and being truthful and honest to ourselves and to growth and gratitude. Growth, growth and gratitude. Jesus. Put it on a t-shirt, Jesus. Growth. Nick, and you know what we got to do? We got to do growing up, gay growth and gratitude. A t-shirt. Yes. We have to. We'll, we'll do that. 
We'll do that. GG. <laughs> anyway. Um, I've been good since... Uh, speaking of birthdays, my birthday is coming up. It's very soon. Rapidly approaching. It's coming up. Um, I always feel really weird about... I don't know what it is. I don't like my own birthday. Oh but I lo- like I love everybody else's birthday, but my birthday always makes me super anxious, like extremely, extremely anxious. Um, when you're ambitious and you like have things that you want to accomplish, but they don't, they're not happening fast enough for you. It yeah. can be hard to like deal with getting older and knowing that like, oh my god, you know, I'm not where I thought I was gonna be, or whatever the case maybe is. And I always step into birthdays and into years with, uh, and we'll discuss this um, more in the wind down. I feel, feel like we keep saying it, we're going to discuss list things later, but we will discuss this more. <laughs> and the bitch is going to be like, oh, damn, bitch, you, you talked about it already. Get to it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I always, I don't know what it is, but this year I'm not stepping into my birthday with anything but myself. I'm mm. not, I'm not making any promises to nobody or myself. I'm just... Doing. Because you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Right, right. Yeah. But I've been good. New York is kicking my ass. Listen, it is so. Excuse my language. It is so motherfucking cold. Oh. And like winter's not even like here here yet. And I've noticed this. Like no, you know, people talk about like all the good things about losing weight. But bitch, didn't nobody tell me that like when you lose weight, at least for me, I get cold. You're so always quick cold. Now. You're always cold. I'm always cold. Now. Like mind you, I am. I love to be like I'm. I'm an AC loving person. Like I, I'm the person that keeps the AC on like a good 72, 71. Oh my gosh, no. On high, I love to be. I, I always. I used to always. I love to be cold. But, like, now, having to, like... And you know what it, the thing is? Like, because people say, well, Atlanta's not cold. That's not true. Atlanta is gets very cold. It but the difference cold. in Atlanta is you're not in the cold. Like, I had a, a house. My car was yeah. in a garage. And, you know, she was pushed to start. So, I would... Come winter, I would start her from my bedroom as I was getting ready to go downstairs. Mm-hmm. By the time I got into the garage, she was nice, toasty, and warm. Thank you. You know? I got in my car, backed out, drove to work in what? Nice, toasty, and warm. Yeah. I would get to the my um, jobs parking deck, mm-hmm. park, you know, do a little shuffle into <laughs> into the nice, toasty, and warm. And that was it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if, I, if, I, if I went out, you know. You were like, in the elements. I was never in the If I went out, it was like, once again, you get out of your nice, toasty, and warm car. You do a cute little shuffle on inside. Nice, toasty, and warm. That's it. But like, if I want to go shopping, nice, toasty, and warm in the mall. If I, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just so different. Whereas New York, like, you're literally in the cold. The, and you know, I remember saying to myself earlier, like, "Ooh, thank God the subway is warm," because like, Ooh. come winter, at least the subway will like be like nice to like be in. No, Please, all of a sudden, all the extra warmth that was in the subway all fucking summer <laughs> is gone, and now the subway is cold. So, and like. Winter's not even here yet, and I already can't deal. So I just want to let y'all know I'm gonna be complaining about the cold literally every episode until spring. Like I'm complaining down, but you know what it is? I'm not properly um, acquitted. Not acquitted. That's not the word. Prepared. Prepared for the cold. So I'm like. Looking, I'm getting ready to like purchase like winter garments and gloves. And by the way, Zara, wh- I, I don't wow. know. I, is 
is it just when does Zara become Gucci? Like, why is it so expensive? You know I know what? this is like a random <clears throat> tangent. I was just talking to Wesley like, about that, and he just said, "Oh yeah, Zara's too expensive for me." And and my thing was Zara's been expensive, y'all. I don't know why I never noticed it. I don't know if it's because it's like, been eight. It's it, Zara's pieces. The the shit the shit was like okay, I want that. It's eighty on up. It's like a hundred and twenty dollars, a hundred and eighty dollars, two hundred dollars. Like it's not cheap. I'm really trying to like. I really want to switch my my whole style up because anybody that knows me knows I live in ripped jeans, a t-shirt, and like some kicks. That's like my some whole some fly ass kicks though. <laughs> Thank you. By the I way, I have be. no. That's another thing I can complain about. I feel like I just need to make a thing complaining about you. I have no storage space for my shoes. I still don't. I don't know why I haven't bought. Have you bought like shoes. a little organizer thing? No. I actually no. I found a thing that I'm gonna buy um, to like give myself more because i have no space for my jeans i have and i need to buy all like new clothes and new shoes so i'm like where the fuck is it gonna go but what was i gonna say oh yeah zara i went to i went into zara because like i said i need to buy i went to clothes so i'm like looking around to see what i want to buy and i'm trying to also switch my style a little bit to be a little bit more mature um like outside of this ripped like the ripped jeans and shit i'll bring back in the summer but i can't do that in the winter like i need layers i need to be cute you know what I mean? So yeah. I was like, I, I walked into Zara and I saw this bomb ass like long trench coat, and uh, I was okay. expecting her to be like a good one ninety. I turned, she? I turned the price tag around. It said four nineteen. I said for what? For <laughs> <laughs> like for uh, for what, nigga? Like why is this four nineteen? Does it come <sighs> with the ensemble that it's? Like what? What now? What? T- now was it four nineteen? Was it wool? Yes. No, it's okay. very nice. But I was just like, it's this blue, like um, um, checkered kind of number with yeah. like browns and oh, it's so nice. But girl, four nineteen before taxes, sis. Yeah, sis. So Zara sis. needs to come down with those prices. That's what you're saying. Listen, Zara said, "Bitch, we, we're not." <laughs> like I was talking to my, my friend about we're, it. We're, I was talking to my friend about it, and I was here. like, I was like, you know, I always considered Zara fast fashion. I was like, bitch, I guess she's it not is that fast. fast. Fashion. I, she's I, not that fast anymore. She's that's like moderate. What I was say. Like I don't, I try not to focus Zara because it is fast fashion. But maybe they're going. It, it's in a supposed. Direction. It's it's supposed to be fast fashion, but like they're not winning the race anymore. Like, and you know, I've also realized. But you know what? This is funny because I've also realized I can't do the H and M's anymore. Oh my gosh, girl, no. Like I wanted to H and M, I was just like, or Forever Twenty One, or Forever Twenty. No, I can't. Which, because I'm like, I'm not. I'm not. You're I'm you're not, not a little girl anymore. You're I'm not too, a little girl. Like, I'm not a child. You're too old for those girls. I'm about to be all of the twenty six. Like, how old? Twenty six. Okay. Like I can't. I I was in H and M trying things on, and I was just like, this feels so cheap. And like. I was I was really sad because they had these sweatsuits online, and one of them was like this rich brown, and I'm a dark skin nigga, so I was thinking, ooh, this rich brown against my complexion, like this is gonna be so sexy. I went inside H and M, and that shit was dusty. Like <laughs> I was like, so the thing y'all photographed and put online, where is that? Because this, I, bitch, I know this isn't it. Like bitch. it was, it was Godiva online, and like now it looks bleached and like. 
I just so yeah, I can't do the H and M's anymore. I, I really did they have the thing where it says like the model is wearing this size and he's this height and yeah. he weighs this much. Yeah, that um, shit always throws me. And this is another complaint. I know where this is completely left. H and M. I don't know what it is about them, but they make the worst sweatpants. <laughs> like joggers, sweatpants, any kind of like comfort pant. I don't know. I mean, I know I have long legs. This is a 34 inseam. Not everybody can deal with, you know, all 34 of the inches or whatever. I get it. Okay. You have long legs. You know, yes. But, like, I've bought four different... And this is my fault. Because after the first two pairs, I should have never bought anymore. But I've bought four pair of joggers from H&M. Because they were cute. Like, the first pair were, like, these all-black pair with, like, a red stripe down the leg. I, now, I, I was trifling because I tried those on in the store and I knew they weren't long enough, but I still bought them because they were a fly and I had on, like, I was like, oh, I'll just finesse it with, like, socks <laughs> and my patent leather red J's and, like, it'll work and da 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 And I was able to make it work, like, once, but then I was like, this looks retarded. So I <laughs> gave those to my brother. And then I bought two more pairs since then. And, like, there's this really nice green pair that I bought, but, like, the, the, the crotch area, I don't know why it's so long. Like, I don't know if I have like a, a like I don't, I know I don't have like an abnormally shaped. Like <laughs> I have, long, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's so long, but then like the leg part is not long. It's just I don't know. If anything's gonna be wrong on a pair know. of joggers, the crotch cannot be wrong. Like that's right because that that's ev- exactly. See, you get it. Like you did it. did Sheba Sheree make these joggers? Oh my god! Is it really like does the look H&M, like. Um, it looks like they went to the same distributor. Like, what? It's the same distributor. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, we went off on a fucking tangent. Um, so let's go ahead and get let's on into this stri- week's yeah. uh, get it together. Into, <laughs> let's go straight into this week's get it together. Malik, go ahead and take over. So you guys. One thing that is always prevalent within our world and within our minds are distractions. We're distracted by every little thing, our relationships, our government, Mm -hmm. you know, our jobs. Like there's so many things that we could be distracted by. And these things, they, they just bombard our lives and they impact us in a really, you know, dynamic and dreadful way sometimes. And, And then sometimes what happens is we manifest these, you know, these distractions within ourselves, whether we're conscious of them or not. We do. And so, <clears throat> personally, some of the healthy distractions that I've been part, that I've been dealing with is, you know, getting in relationships to soothe other things that maybe I'm not ready to address yet. You know, I talked about that on the show. You know, maybe a distraction at work is when I know I need to make, you know, um, a big phone call and... I really don't want to, so I do something else instead. Like these are all things that, essentially, we tell ourselves stories that we make up to prevent to prevent ourselves from doing the thing that we know we should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do we do this? Well, often within ourselves, we do it to ease a pain. To like, like I said, to really remedy something that we think is going to make us better, but in actuality, so some of the things that we use to remedy these things are really dangerous. Like sex, like drugs, like alcohol, you know, like gossiping, um, anything that essentially will take us away from facing our potentially deep, dark distraction that we don't want to talk about. So one thing that works is uh, that there's this doctor 
and his name is this guy's name is Mike Robbins. He has this thing where it's called productive procrastination. And these are a few things that you can do in, in, help, in order to like overcome this. So, so instead of running to the fridge when you're stressed out and you want to have a snack. Ooh, that's you know, a word. Yeah. So instead of doing that, right, you may just go sit in a chair and do some type of chair exercise that's really excessive over yourself. Or you drop down and do some ab work or you get in the car and go to the gym. Oh, or you, so this is like, like when you're having a distraction, you work out to work through the distraction. You work out to work through the distraction. Mm. Yeah, you know, you use physical activity to work through that anxiety that you're feeling, right? Uh, another something else is, you know, for example, if. Uh, we clean up our houses instead of working on a creative project that we've been thinking about. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like how often do we do that? We that all do that. That is me. Like it's Ooh, it, that it's is so me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and oftentimes we, we we just are afraid to see what it would look like if we actually do the things. You know, we're so used to operating at seventy five percent and coasting, and having having that little room. For a margin, that error margin that, that we just put in our heads, that we just get really complacent sometimes and we just put it off. But it's fine. So, how do we overcome them? Well, here are a million things that you can do to distract yourself from whatever you're feeling to work on yourself and to ease that trauma and ease that anxiety. Meditation, exercising, walking nature, singing. Vaughn, I know you love to sing. I'm always I'm always singing. I know you're always singing, laughing, playing with children, traveling, read inspiring books. Hold on, I don't play with nobody's children. What what was that one? <laughs> hey, listen, no seriously, this, this is I'm one joking. thing that I'm I've ignorant. done. I'm being ignorant. Like I'm when when I spent, <laughs> I'm being ignorant. A few weeks ago, I spent a few weeks. Oh, a few weeks. I spent a week <laughs> with my staying staying at my mom's house where her and her husband were on vacation, watching my sisters, and it was a really recharging thing. Really motivating, really just centering thing to be with me, to be with my sisters, to be like to make sure they're going to bed on time, helping them with their homework, just being like back in that. It's made me feel really good. So I definitely think playing with children definitely makes you feel good. And plus, children they have this energy and this innocence about them that's like, oh, you're so cute, you're so sweet. You know, that's actually that's actually true because after my family reunion, usually being around family gives me gives me anxiety. But I think since I've come out, like a lot of that has left. And like after my family reunion this past winter um, in August, I felt really recharged and like really like just good. Like good. I was around all the little kids. They were annoying, but like it was like, oh, look at the future, you know. Mm, that's sweet. Yeah, children are future. Whitney said that. Yeah. So you guys. So with the health of distractions, this list can go on and on. Overall, so take a moment to reflect on these, and you know, and some other things that you could do that that can positively impact your life right now. Uh, remember, keep in mind it's not what you do, but it's how you do it. Mm. You know, it's now. That you consume cake It's how often and how much are you consuming cake That is a word You know how much and how often do you Put things <clears throat> off to do something else That's a word 
Like, that's what it's about. It's not about not so when you do it, that you do it, but how are you doing it? And is it dangerous to your productivity and to you accomplishing the things that you want to do in your life? Um, so that's my get it together this week. That's like a health, mental, mental. That's awesome. That's like one all in all. Yeah. All in is. all. Yeah. That's uh, what are your that's a really that's a really good one. I was telling Malik um, earlier that like our synergy is crazy because my get it together is what I'm calling um, like quarter. You know, I always refer to myself as the quarter century queer, and I feel like I want to give myself a quarter of focus. Um, and what I mean by that is, like you were talking about distractions. Um, that's and, and you know trying to work through your distractions i feel like for ever since i've moved to new york i've been allowing so many things to distract me and i've been allowing myself to procrastinate more than i i mean i've always been someone that procrastinated unfortunately but i feel like it's gone to like the super next level since i've moved to I, i've i've created so many excuses in in for for my own behaviors and things that i've been doing and I feel like I want to give myself four months of four months, fo- four months of focus. Mm. So I want to I want to give myself of four months like of focus. I don't know okay. why I was saying quarter earlier because that's what I was thinking um, today. It's four months of focus, which is November, December, January, and February. I want to do my best. And now, obviously, things happen. You'll lose focus, but I want to give myself try. I want to, over the next four months, dedicate um, myself to focusing on the things I need to accomplish, the things that I want to do, and the things that I want for myself. I feel like sometimes we can, we can, you know, hinder or get in our own way and, and hinder our own progress, um, either out of fear of, you know, what's what comes with said progress, or like um, the comfort of complacency, right? Mm. And I think yeah. for me, it's a bit of both. I'll be very transparent and like say I'm not someone that's um, I'm very outgoing, but also I'm very like socially awkward. I always say like I have a juxtaposition of of I feel like my whole life is one big ass juxtaposition. Like part of me is really insecure, then part of me is like extremely confident, right? Part of me is extremely anxious when I go out in in social settings. And then part of me is ready to be the star of the, of the show. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, that's just, that really is where I lie. And I'm trying to figure out the balance in between that. And I feel like if I focus on myself and I focus on the things that I need to accomplish and I force myself to be in these spaces and, and to, to not hide behind, um, you know, my insecurities or hide behind the things that I need to do, the mountain of things I need to do. If I not create excuses for why I'm spending frivolously, if I don't create excuses for why I'm not eating properly, if I, cause it's, it's, it's easy to do all those things, but like to get where you want to get in life, it's, it's never easy. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> At least not yeah. for us. Some people do have that blessing where God has, you know, sh- you know, showered them <laughs> with, with, you know, luck and 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 you know i don't know what else but for, like for some it's easy who won the mega millions yeah like oh my god <laughs> like megan fucking kelly that bitch Ooh. um but like for the rest of us out here it's not 
easy to accomplish a lot of things we want to out of life but that makes it that's what makes it so awesome when you do accomplish them like it wasn't easy for me to lose 90 pounds but what's awesome is that i've lost 90 pounds i've actually lost more than 90 pounds now but that's in the story um so i, I really want to give myself four months of focus i have I'm not, again i'm not creating a list like i said i'm not going into this birthday or this the next year with a list of things that i want to accomplish or things that I need to do, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I do have an idea of, of who I want to be at that time, how I want to look, how I want to feel, and the, the things that I want to allow myself to do regardless of whether I'm insecure about those things or not. So for the next four months, that's my that's my get it together, is, is, is four, four months, months of focus. focus. Um, I'm going to join you on that. Because yeah, because it falls down to holding yourself responsible, holding yourself accountable, and doing the things you need to do in life. And I feel like, I feel like, God isn't, and I'm not the most religious person out there. I'm really not. Um, I'm really not. But I feel like, in order for God to continue to bless you with things, I feel like He needs to see that you can handle them. He needs Absolutely. to see that you're you're up for what what comes next. You got to be doing the work too. Yeah, exactly. You, you have to be. It's like you have to put in the work in order for him to, to to take you to that next level. And I feel like I've been in New, I've only been in New York for four months now, but I haven't done any anything. Right? I haven't done. Well, that's not true. I did get to go see Jaden XD live. Shout out to Jaden XD. Their show was amazing. Um, yeah. I if heard. you get a chance. If you get a chance to see them, they put on such a fun little show. Um, So shout out to them. But I feel like for the past from I came to (laughs) when I was moving to New York, I had all these like ideas of what living in New York was gonna be like, and like how I was instantly gonna be like on the scene and da da da. And then I realized, hey, I'm not an on the scene kind of girl. Like I'm just, (laughs) I'm not. Right. You can't just make yourself into that kind of right. Like I'm not gonna snap my exactly. I'm not gonna snap my (laughs) finger and all of a sudden be like on the scene. Like I'm not. That's just not me in general. I'm definitely more of a chill in the house, you know, let's link and I'll cook dinner and we can like chill at the house kind of person. But I do feel like in order for me to continue to grow, especially with this platform that we're creating and building, a part of that is going to be me stepping out, meeting new people and not being afraid to put myself out there and like, you know, engage. So four months of focus solely it's you know it's about being selfish it's about being responsible it's about being you know smart with your finance with everything just in every aspect of my life i want to hold myself accountable um and just be responsible in every aspect every aspect of my life so well i'm excited to see you do that i'm excited to join in with the four months of focus challenge uh we'll be posting about this on uh instagram and twitter and shit this is absolutely Fun thing, absolutely. So if y'all wanna, if y'all wanna join us, please do, um, and we'll see how we're all doing in four months. Uh, But in the meantime, we're gonna take a little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey y'all, hope you're enjoying this week's episode thus far. If so, please be sure to follow us on our social media. The Instagram is GrownUpGay, G-R-O-W-N, UpGay. Our Twitter is GrownUpGay underscore. And our website, of course, is GrownUpGay.com. Now let's get back into this week's episode. Okay, so this week's Growing Up Gay. This week's Growing Up Gay is inspired by a few different things that I saw 
um, being discussed on my timeline and also a conversation that I was having with um, one of my friends. Um, so I want to talk about relationships in the queer, especially gay community. Um, I think we often joke and we often joke about, you know, how people get in and out of relationships like, you know, quick and fast. And <laughs> there was there was a topic going around about cheating, uh, <laughs> about cheating. And one of the, the responses someone gave to why they cheated um, had me like flabbergasted. Um, <laughs> I was OK. So and this is no shade at all at all but um do you remember um oh my god freaky boys freaky boys there were the, those two gay rappers oh i think so I you remember them so. and they were on the breakfast club um this they were pop Ooh, that was about to be shady i was gonna say they were popping there's i'm sure they're very much so still popping is that is not shit at all but what i meant to say is they were mostly talked about Back in like 2011, 2012, and I think that's when they were on the Breakfast Club because it was like, are whoa, there's gay are rappers. Are they white? No, they're black. Oh, they're two handsome brown skin. Well, one I think is like caramel, but they're two uh, black dudes. Um, TT and oh, okay, a freaky boys at Breakfast Club. I see it. You see <clears> it? Okay, so one of the members, uh, Prince, I think is Prince Charming, Pierre, because it's TT and Pierre. He responded to the why, you know, why do people, because people were discussing, like, why do people cheat or whatever. Um, And his response to to that was he cheated because he loved his significant other. The person that he was dating wasn't willing to do certain things sexually or wasn't doing certain things sexually. Um, So he, he never specified, let me see if I can find it on Twitter um, he never specified. I did not intend to, to discuss this specific thing, but oh, he okay. never. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's, no, no, no. It's fine. But he. Um, actually, now I really do want to find it. Hold on. The freaky voice. Hold I really. I hate the fact that I don't know much about them. <sighs> I've never heard of them. Listen, if you guys know who the freaky boy is, please add me some videos sure so I so I could be up on for the culture. There you go. Because I don't know. I want to know. Um. Okay. So I'm struggling to find. <laughs> well, listen. That that's irrelevant, obviously. But well, no. I th- I think it, it. It um. It it okay. So. Holy shit. Well, I can't <laughs> find it. But anyway, <laughs> I can't find it. I'm sorry. Anyway. Um, basically, he said he cheated on his significant other because um, he loved his significant other, but his, his significant other was not willing to do the things that he want. He was craving sexually, and I asked him, um, like, "Well, did you guys discuss it or whatever the case may be?" So basically, he satisfied his sexual cravings um, in order to keep the relationship. Because he felt like if he broke up with his significant other, his significant other would be devastated and da Right? Because he was his significant other's world. Now, to me, that made no fucking sense. Because if you're my world and I find oh out gosh. that you're fucking with Venus, Mars, and Pluto, please. I'm going to have a problem. I'm going to be <clears throat> just as devastated, right? So, 
there was a lot of that discussion going on on Twitter. So I and it made a lot me, of that a lot of that hyper masculinity bullshit. And it made me it made me really start looking at gay relationships. Now again, I've never been in a full, I've never been in a relationship, a serious relationship, a serious relationship, um, and I'm currently not dating, so I'm not an expert, a savant. Um, bitch, my toe is not even in the <laughs> the. But the, but you do know pool. about human behavior. But I do and have and what, thank and what you. bullshit is and what that, bullshit is not. Thank thank you. So I want to preface I want to preface this conversation with that because I mentioned it on Twitter. Um, someone, um, another gentleman, on, also again Twitter shit. Everything happens on Twitter. Uh, he was saying that like we need to just be adults about you know. He's like, if you're gonna be in a, a long term relationship, you need to accept the fact that cheating is going to happen and for me it was kind of like well damn is is being monogamous that hard so i want to first go to the foundation and the base of this and then we'll build all the way back up to that right so relationships in the gay community right i feel like the biggest problem with relationships in the gay community is the mirroring of heteronormative Stereo, not stereotypes. The the of, of heteronormative roles in relationships, right? Mm-hmm. People feel like they're supposed to be a man and a woman, and it's funny because gay people always be like, "There's two men," or they get offended uh, uh, by that. That that you know when people say that, but I feel like in a lot of situations, it's still there. Like, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. it is still there. I don't know. I feel like it's still there. Like. I, it, I, I'm hard pressed to find, like, because even like the whole top and bottom things, people would be like, "Oh, my bottom needs to X, Y, and Z," or "My top yeah. needs to X, Y, and Z," and I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. "Bitch, what?" This is very like possessive thing. That makes sense. So, do, do you subscribe to heteronormative roles I, in in <clears throat> relationships? I did until recently, like. It's really interesting that we're talking about this because I had a moment with my mom and I had to remind her and like tell her something that she said to me that really affected me. My mom, when I was like 20, which in in gay time, you're like 15 because you're just like just now deciding to adventure out into your own and decide to live out loud if you've come out at that time. And, And I had. So... I, we were in the car, and she was just telling me an old story about her limited experience, I, which I know at the time was limited, her limited experience with gay black men. And essentially, she was just saying that the gay black man, the gay black man that she knew um, was lonely, and that he didn't have a husband, he didn't have any children, and that gay black men like being gay and being black you you would have a lonely life because this is how i know they this is how i know they live and she was saying that the mansion was very promiscuous and he was always always doing this 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 so i saw a very my mother showed me a very like um twisted experience of what my life would be and i absorbed that to a certain degree but i tucked Mm -hmm. it away as if you know, it wasn't real. So I say I say that to say, I think that obviously what our parents say to us affect us because the reason she said that, like when she said that to me, she made me what I now know pressed and stressed to be in a relationship <laughs> right. because 
I wanted to like prove her wrong so bad that I was right. not going to be lonely. So I would rush things with people. So I would <clears throat> just push, push, push and just be focused on getting to something rather than satisfying myself wholly mm-hmm. and completely. Um, so I just so, like I said, I said this to say, mm-hmm. um, subscribing to heteronormative standards and ideologies is something that I did recently um, up until you know maybe like the last few years when I was able to really just uh, I guess come clean with about like my whole battle with femininity and masculinity and trying to just embrace myself wholeheartedly outside of what everyone else wanted me to be or right. whatever what I thought everyone else wanted me to be I'm I'm really really glad you you stated that, um, especially the the part about how you your mother kind of gave you a look into what could be a, a lonely life for gay black men, yeah. and I I'm glad you did that because I think the biggest problem in the gay community is we don't know how to date. We don't know how to date. I don't yeah. think, not I don't think I know gay black men specifically don't know how to date i think because for so long it's suppressed it's hidden it's you know this space where you can't really explore we often jump into dating in in like like you said you you want a relationship right and i feel like a lot of that stems from simply being wanted i think because we're 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 told but we're yeah we are discarded by society and we're told that like we're not good enough we don't deserve we shouldn't exist um it would be better if we were dead all mm-hmm. these things not di- directly or indirectly we're we're told these things so that way when we do start dating like it's this stumbling fall situation as opposed to you know what dating should be i feel like we don't get to go through the awkward phases from when you're like 12 I think for most people like 12 to 18 where you're dating but it's not really dating because y'all are like young and it's innocent and doesn't really mean anything and like maybe it's puppy love you know maybe start exploring sexually but like we miss out on that whole experience we miss out on that whole experience so for us it starts a lot later and I feel like there's such a lack of emotional maturity in, in oh my the, gosh, for sure. The, which, is the why the, which is why that conversation with my mom affected me how it did. Right. There's such a lack of emotional um, maturity in the gay community that like we don't we don't know how to date, and I feel like it it, it affects us across the board. And this is not even just a gay thing. And once again, I always say that I feel like the biggest blessing with being um, gay is the fact that we have feminine and uh, feminine and masculine energy flowing through us naturally. But we're raised, we're socialized to, to, to be what it. quote unquote men are. And I feel like that is the, the biggest problem with gays because we don't look at relationships for what they should be. We look at them as games. And I think what we don't even realize is... It's, there are two people playing games with each other as opposed to two people getting into or building what should be a foundation for a healthy relationship. Because when you look at at heterosexual um, relationships, I'm sorry, um, yeah, heterosexuals and how they date, right? Women are told to be the foundation, right? Yeah, the women, women Women are raised to be the foundation, right? They're brought up to do all the things that 
quote unquote they should do. Whereas men are socialized literally from children, the age of like children, to play games. Men aren't taught to approach women um, with honesty, with with truth, with any kind of maturity. Because no, it, you win you her do, over. You do this. Thank even even uh-huh. the, even even statements like that winning someone over, right? Yeah. Winning, think yeah, about like it, think about think think about all the words we use to discuss dating in the heterosexual in in, in, the, in the hetero world, right? You know, winning someone over. I'm like, oh, he got game. Look at him talking. Look how he's talking to that girl. He got game. Or you know, like in, in general, like I, I can say for me, growing up, whenever my brothers were discussing women or dating, it was always this this. Uh, Disregard. This. Thank you. It, there was always yeah. this disregard for the actual women, and more more importance placed on the the end goal, right? The, which yeah. is winning, aka scoring, having whether that's having sex, getting a girl's number, whatever the case may be, is right. Men aren't taught to approach women with whatever the the real is, right? Whether it's that's on a sexual front. Or from a relationship like I remember I'll never forget my <laughs> one of my best friends in high school he had this girl that he was in love with right but he he still felt the need to like mess around and get girls numbers and sleep with as many girls as possible and and play the game and like yeah. I, I remember when she she was older than him she was like a year older than us and I remember when she broke up with him he was so he couldn't believe it. He was so heartbroken, and I was just looking at him like, "Well, what did you expect to happen? Like, were you just you expected her to to stick around while you did?" He never then, he never and, expected the game to end because he felt like he was. Men are so like it's just the privilege that we have. Right. We, we just expect it never to end, or or that we could have yeah that we could have it all. And 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 I think that's and the. I was saying all this to say that I feel like well, the issue with gay relationships is you have two people that often when they come together they're not honest. Like there's not enough honesty in a relationship. Like in, in relationships, people say whatever in the moment of of you know either lust or it or for because that because that when it comes down to it, like I said, although I've never been in a relationship, I feel like. So many people get into relationships for a myriad of reasons outside of actually wanting to be in a relationship, right? There's people that are just super lusty and they're messing with some, like someone enough, and they kind of feel like, oh well, shit, maybe this is a relationship. So yeah. like they 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 fall into that, or it's the case where they don't have big enough balls to say, hey, I don't want a relationship with, because you, you ever, <laughs> you ever see when someone's like, oh, I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. I don't, I don't want to date. And then like, you turn around and they're in a relationship and you're like, but you just said you ain't ready to be in a relationship. Not with relationship. your ass. They never, like, right. The, yeah. what's not said is the, I'm not ready to be in a relationship with you. Right. So that was, you know, one of the first things that I wanted to discuss like the the lack of emotional maturity um, in relationships, because I feel like that'll fix a lot of a lot of uh, the the issues. I think gay people, well, not just gay men. I think men in general face when it comes to dating. We can't be honest. Like, I wish there was more honesty in relationships as opposed to saying whatever you feel like you need to say to get the person in bed, and then 
continuing to sell them a dream because you want to keep them in bed. I mean, well, you know I, mean, I, mean? That's, I mean, that's obviously like taught very young. That's exactly. doctrine that we're taught to be secretive. We're taught to hide ourselves. We're taught to, you know, sneak around because, you to know, play we the can't game. be seen. Yeah, it's, it, it's all a game. Like, so, I mean, queer black men, we've just adopted this heteronormative game that, that you talk about within our within our structure. And the thing about it is that it's even more dangerous for us to play that game because we're already an at-risk community. And... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like it just affects so much. It it, it it cuts it cuts us so so much deeper because like you know the, these we're men with already a lot of trauma and it's like causing more pain, causing more ruckus with other people. It's just it's not right and it's not fair. And I just think about like we're we're immature because a lot of us are still dating with a mindset that is eighteen. It's you know, primitive. Sixteen, yeah, it's like a baby mindset. We don't, it's primitive we don't and know how to 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 honor our work when it comes to dating because all we know how to do is be successful at work. We don't. No one ever taught us N- how to. Not do even. And and sometimes not even that. Yeah, I was gonna say what I was gonna say is not even that. I feel like we don't know what we want half the time. Or and if we do know, and if we and if we, we do, want. I was gonna say exactly. I was gonna say, and if we do know what we want, we don't know how to. A lot of us, anyway, don't know how to articulate that. A lot of people don't know how to just say, "Look, I don't want to be in a relationship. All I want to do is have sex with you. I don't want feelings. I don't want any of those things. All I want to do is because ha- that's perfectly fine. You can definitely yeah. do that. And then there are a lot of people that want their cake, and but they also want to eat it too. Which again. That's fine. You just have to find someone that's cool with that. Do you think people don't do it because they're like afraid of being judged or that it's shameful? Yes, that's part of it. But I, I think the bigger part of it, like I was saying, it's a game. If yeah. you're honest with your intention, if if okay, if you trying to get fine shorty in the bed, I don't know why my accent just changed. Don't know what the fuck that I is. mean, like, you if went you're trying to, to New York, New York, like the New York just jumped. Okay, <laughs> if you try, but no, no, seriously, if you're trying Bitch. to fuck, let's be, uh, let's be very clear, let's be crystal clear. If you're trying to fuck, right, and you're a dude and you see a dude and you start telling him everything you feel like he needs to say to hear to feel comfortable with fucking you, that's what you're gonna do. And then once you score, once you land. Oftentimes, that's not enough for someone. They want to, if it's good anyway, they want to keep that person around. So they continue to tell the person the things that they think the person wants to hear. Right? Mm-hmm. They, they're they, acting. They, they're exactly. It's a performance yeah. for them. They're playing again. They're playing the game. Right? They're going off of that person's they emotions, feel, feeding into exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. yeah, it's a game. And it's that's what I was saying. Like I think that's that's again a part of that emotional immaturity. Like, and I just played this game just a few weeks ago, you guys. And come and on, testimony. Is, it's it's bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. And, and I'm just grateful that I was able to pull myself out of that. Like by the bootstrap and say, Malik, cut this shit out. Like this is not cool, bro. Like you're playing with someone's life. Like do not leave this person on another fucking day. Let this shit go. You know this is not where you want to be. Exactly. And it was painful. It was painful for, to do, but literally, once I was able to just stop being distracted, once I was able to just say what exact, what the fuck the truth was, 
mm-hmm. it was over. But a lot of people, like like you said, they're greedy. They want the cake and eat it too. It's like almost, well, I'm entitled to have you there too. You go. I want you too. There you go. Because that, and I'm so glad you said that again, synergy. Because I was that's where I was going next. I feel like in, entitlement is another part of that. Because I, I, the one of the biggest plagues men have is we are raised with entitlement. Men are raised with entitlement over people's bodies and over and over people's desires. They feel like they're entitled to be desired. They feel like they're entitled to sex with people. Men often feel entitled to a lot of these things. And I feel like, again, that causes that, that friction. Because like in, in, in regard to the person that I was talking about earlier that was quote-unquote cheating for the sake of the person they loved... A lot of what that was was entitlement. They felt it was well, it's, it's selfish, but the selfish comes from entitlement. They felt entitled to that person, but they also felt entitled to their sexual cravings, right? Yeah, I have to have what it. what they didn't. <laughs> the the one thing they didn't feel entitled to, which is ironic, is the consequence of what being honest could have you know the outcome of what uh, being honest could have been because like i said if you would have discussed with the person or or simply taken the risk and said hey my sexual cravings matter this much to me that i need them and if i can't get them from you i'm gonna have to go elsewhere i still like because like i said it's fine too you could have gone to that person and been like hey i love you i know you're not willing to do these things do you mind if i find someone that is it's crazy because that's like so many things at one. <clears throat> you first got entitlement. It's like mm-hmm. I'm entitled to do what I want, and I and I'm entitled to break the rules, right? I can right. I can break the rules. I don't have to live by those rules, right? So the person getting like a rush off of that, then it's like a whole moment of not even being truthful with your partner from the very beginning. Ooh, say that. You know, so it's just there, there, there's so many things in that whole story that people miss out on and that and that that, that like they're not even mindful of or it, it's like there's so much that you have to do and ignore to do that to cheat it, there's a lot you have to do and it's so, like it's mm. crazy so with that being said i wanted to to, to discuss because i feel like i'm talking in circles yeah. i wanted to discuss cheating right and i also want to discuss open relationships so first, have you ever cheated on someone while in dating? Like while in a relationship? Have you ever cheated on someone? Yes. <clears throat> Why? Yes, yes, I cheated. So I've cheated before um, because this particular time um, I thought I thought they were cheating. And again, and again, a part of the game, right? The game that we play. Because they were cheating... I did not want them to up me. So, mm. uh, this is how fucked I, up men, mm. men can be. I tried to go cheat with the person they were cheating with. Bitch, wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Malik. Malik. I know. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Sir. Where is the buzzer? I was not expecting that. <laughs> 
I genuinely was not expecting that. How did you think that was going to work? Like, were y'all going to like... Was, like, I, listen, like I, Someone cue SZA. Where is listen, SZA? Listen, you 9 say, to 5 and the weekend. <laughs> okay, like, listen. I was, I was not thinking. All, all, all I wanted to do... I wanted to gag them. I said, well, this bitch... Is doing this. I'm gonna up this bitch. I oh, I think that's and, the most. And whenever whenever people say the like whenever people say oh I cheated because someone my significant other cheated. I I don't know what it is. Again, I don't know if God just wired me like way different. But like <laughs> I cannot wrap my head around <laughs> that. I know it's crazy. Like, to me, that it's makes crazy. no sense. It's cr- but it's American behavior, just like. Oh well, someone hit you. Girl, that ain't American. That's that's global because that that happens all over the world. Well, yeah, that's true. But yeah, so for me, that's the instance I did it. Well, because okay, so here's my thing, right? And again, I I don't know if I'm just weird, but well, clearly I've never been in a relationship, so clearly I never cheated on anyone. But even the idea of cheating on someone, because anyone that knows me personally knows I have the worst conscience in the world, (laughs) like. I can't do anything. Like, even if I get into an argument with someone, I start to feel bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'll never forget. Um, you remember Miss Gia on Twitter? Yeah, I follow there uh, was, her Facebook friends. There was this one time I was going off on this girl. I was dragging the shit out of her. And, like, <laughs> in the midst of dragging her, I was like, oh, you're, you know, you're a really pretty girl. I, I feel so bad. And then Gia jumped in and I was like, wait, Vaughn, how you feel? <laughs> How you gonna drag her to hell and then apologize halfway and give her a compliment? And I was like, it sounds very passive aggressive, right? But like, I that just I can't I can't wrap my mind around cheating on someone because my I have such a horrible conscience. But what I really like, what like, okay, but okay, I'll say this much: I'm a nigga. Like, I get it when you when your dick is is thinking, your dick is thinking. Like the rest of it is just not there right i completely understand those urges i completely understand you know how you can simply just want to get a nut off and that person can mean absolutely nothing to you right that yeah, person and and also literally... the perspective of the man's ego and how like when a man is down and out they will right. do anything to get a boost of like something that's real because i i I've often said this like some like i don't partake in apps right but sometimes I get on an app. I'm being very transparent, just to see if someone's gonna be like, "You're handsome." See, or like, you know, um, damn. Like sometimes even the people that like just a- approach me wanting like to do things sexual makes me go, hmm. like, you know, that, have you ever seen that gif of that cheerleader that's just like, <laughs> for anyone that follows me on Twitter, I posted it earlier today where she's just like, mm. there's this, there's a gif for people that know what I'm talking about, they'll get it. But, like, sometimes I'll get on an app just for that, like, little rush. Where I'm, like, I want nothing to do with none of y'all. I don't plan on doing anything sexual. I want... Literally, I'm not exchanging any pics. Like, I want nothing from it. But the high of of, of those people complimenting you or hitting on you or wanting to do anything sexual with you like sometimes it's so i get that whole ego thing like needing an eager stroke and as much as a, a prude as i sound i i actually would be more open to an open more open to being in an open relationship than i would with dealing with someone that's cheating on me 
on the quote unquote low because one of the two things I'm never gonna do is be in a relationship is be in a relationship with someone that disrespects me. That's number two. Number one is being in a relationship with someone that has me out here looking stupid. <laughs> like those are the listen. There's two things I can deal with a lot of things from people, but the absolute top two are someone that is has me out here looking stupid. Yeah, <clears throat> and like because here here's my my thing right. If if you are in, if you are say you're in a state in your life where you want to be in a relationship, you or you found someone I should say right, right. where you're just like wow I. I love this person. I love this I want person. To, I, I want to be with build with this person. I want to grow with this person. However, I also like still want to fuck around. Yeah. I think that's a very real thing. It's a very real thing. A very real thing, right? Because here's the thing: the the the, the heart has the capacity to love more than one person. I believe that. And I, Ooh, people, are you one of those? Are you one of those in love with two people at the same time thing? I've definitely done that before. I don't believe that shit. I do. I definitely believe that for sure. I, listen, listen, I, you can, and that's listen, why I have never said love. this before. But I am. I'm not gonna say I'm open to an open relationship. But I, I could. I could see how it could work. Like I would be interested in doing a test run. I would be in an open relationship under very, very, very. And when I say very, I mean capital V, capital E, capital R, capital Y, exclamation point. Very strict parameters. Strict parameters. Now, those, would you, now, would you want to <laughs> play together or play separate? I don't. I don't share anything. Not food oh. and definitely not niggas. Okay, so now, so y'all, so y'all would play separately. No, no, no. Well, but let's be okay. Let me be very honest. When I say I would be in an open, when when I say I would be in an open relationship. This is not a play situation. This would be a we're going on vacation. Well, actually, I'm about to. Okay, I'm really. I'm about, okay, I, I was just lying earlier. I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm gonna be very honest and transparent. We would play together, but okay. it would only be on vacations. Oh, so it would be like a. It would. That's not an yes. open relationship. That's, well, bitch, that's, that's the only that's, way. That's, that's the just... only. <laughs> that's the only kind of relationship Vaughn is partaking in. We, if we're like if me and Bay are in you know dr okay and, and, you, and know, you guys want to bring in and we you know, want an exotic sexy poppy for the night y'all would do that I mean, if you just want to do like a little little yang yang with the yang yang you know a little, a little uh, <laughs> okay that so that is so the kind of over you're just with the shits every now and then you no, not every now and then on vacation no, Every now I'm, and then you bring you bring a bitch a, a bitch into the bedroom. Ew, I, I'm sorry. I'm open to All the entire this. idea of being in an open relationship. Like I would, I would. Oh, um, I'm, I'm okay. So I'm, I'm I want to retract all of my stage because I'm thinking about it now. And like, yeah, okay, I'm, up, I'm the, open to that idea. The idea of it, I'm cool with, but I don't think I would be cool with the reality of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm a little bitch is fucking your man. I'm a little possessive. Just a little. Not possessive, obsessive. Because possessive is a different thing. I'm a little obsessive, not possessive. It's part of my Scorpio nature. What's mine is mine. So I don't... like. You know what what made it real for me when you were like, will y'all play together? I don't know if I would be cool with my nigga fucking somebody in front of me. Yeah. Like, I don't have enough time... 
I barely, I barely, like, literally have time to do this show. So I don't have no time to date a million Work. other motherfuckers. And, like, and you know, that's the, that's the thing about cheating to me that I find so fascinating because when people are like, oh, it was a mistake. No, no, no. There's a certain level of dedication that you need to have in order to cheat. You gotta find somebody to cheat with. You have to find somebody to cheat with. You have to find the time to do the deed. You have to you have to hi- find the time to hide that you're doing the deed. Like that's just too much work for me. I would much rather my person, my significant other, come to me and be like, "Babe, there is this. I'm babe. I'm going on vacation with my homeboys. We're gonna be in the DR. I don't know. why I keep saying Dominican Republic. <laughs> We're gonna be in. I don't know. Fucking Puerto Rico. I don't know. Somewhere. Would you mind if? We were in the train on this nigga. I brought him and his homeboys. Yeah. Would that be okay with you? If him and no, his because that like, means no, because then that, that means you and your homeboys probably fucking on the vacation. Mm. No, I don't. Now that's that's, another, that's okay, another. thing. Well, we I guess to that kind of goes into <laughs> friends. Friends. <laughs> that that goes into friends. We'll get back to this open relationship thing. Another thing that you gays love to do, <laughs> you you gays like I'm not one. Is sleeping with it. I've never gotten that concept. What's it? What is? Because what, Malik, I love the, you so much, but we would never sleep together. We would absolutely never sleep. Never. Together. I could and never sleep with a friend. I don't. I've, have you ever slept with a friend? Uh I probably sound like such a prude. Oh my god. No, I, I've never slept. I've never slept with a friend before. No. Um. Now I think what it is is gay. It's almost like. Men are so powered by their genitalia; it's crazy, yeah. and their and their sexual energy and their sexual. They can't uh, say it's almost like they that. can't control it. That it's like they can't fucking control it. <laughs> it's like it's it's sad. But whenever we get around new people, we want to own it, right? And, and once we have our eyes set on something, they want to they want to score. Back to we want to score. Shit. We have to score. So that's why. The gays love hooking up with, especially when the gays go out of town and they meet a group of friends that they don't know, and they become friends with that group of friends. They're always friends fucking within those dynamics because of the fact that that is so fascinating. They're, to me. they're really not friends. That's true. They're just they're just fucking. They're associates, and they're, and they're just hiding behind. Yeah, associates, and they're hiding behind the friends. And so, I think it's very common. I have been a part of dynamics like that. Um. Mm. And I've done it literally because I was like, yeah, bitch. You know, I don't crazy. know. I find that I find that so fascinating because like once, I think you know what it is for me. I have very strict, um, again, parameters. I know when I like somebody, and I know when I don't. And then I also know when I, if if I consider someone a friend, I don't want it. I can't. I don't think of them sexually. And I always say like. Because I, I, like, I have a lot of attractive friends, right? Associates. People that are very good looking. But, like, I don't want to do anything with them or I don't see them in a sense. Like, even on Twitter, I, I follow a lot of attractive, handsome men. But I don't see any of them in a sexual way. Like, to me, they're just, like, a Twitter friend. I couldn't imagine, the, like... I don't know again if I'm strange, but like I don't know. That's just a, that's a weird dynamic to me. Because I mean, like when you when you I, cross I the just line, feel like whenever I see men out, they're always on the hunt. 
I feel like I feel like men are always on the hunt, on the prowl, always have like this badge, like it literally like our penises and 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 sex. It's it's literally like a badge of honor. It's like you get a pat on the back for scoring, right? You do because and, if, if you think about it, even as little boys, that what do people always? Say? Oh, I know he gonna have all the girls. See, when he exactly gets older, from from know, the very beginning. Like, how many how many girlfriends you got? And you're is, like five. You know, what do you mean how many girlfriends I have? I'm five, nigga. Like I'm five. playing with I'm playing with fucking you know toys and in kindergarten. Like why are you worried about if I have five girlfriends or not? Like what? But I guess that that's what again it goes back to how we're socialized. Yeah, and how we're socialized. So, I'm glad we actually got into that because that was one of the things that I wanted to discuss uh, was sleeping with friends. And now we discussed open relationships, but would you be okay if? Because open marriages is that something that would you be a part of an open marriage? Like, would I, you? I was watching this show. It's like this Facebook show um, called like, like a, some kind of like little digital digital series, but it was about this family that was in an open marriage um and they had two beautiful children i mean they had a beautiful family it was like a polyamorous Uh polyamorous relationship again i'm interested in it i would love to talk to more people about it that are currently doing it would love to just you know um not not even ask questions but just be a part of their world just so i could just kind of absorb some of it just to see what it's like um I have to say, I think there's a level of maturity that one has to have in order you to You have to be that. very mature and very aware of who you are yeah. because... And, and you have know. to be very secure in your relationship because, like yeah. I said earlier, although I think I would be, I might be okay with the whole we're on vacation, let's find somebody and smut them out kind of situation. That was graphic, but it is what it is. Um, I think you have to be super secure in your relationship to know that, like, your significant other is like, all right, babe, I'm going to go out to dinner. Um, don't wait up for me. I'm going to take the nigga back to the condo where we have in West Hollywood and, you know, run through him real quick. But, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, like, and could you, cause I don't know if I can go to bed, like, sound and sleep. I mean, I guess you can say, well, at least your, your partner's honest. You know where they are. You know what they're doing. You know who they're doing it with. And that's often, often a lot safer, I think. Because in in on the other end of the spectrum, you have someone that's lying to you, telling you that they're faithful, they're pretending, and they're fucking with everything that's walking, and you have no and you don't know why. Going on. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Because Listen, I no, no, there's power in knowing. Seriously, absolutely, absolutely. Because I th- and I think there's a difference between I want to state this by the way. I think there's a difference between an open relationship and someone that doesn't want to be in a relationship or need to be in a relationship but is and is fucking everything that's walking on the side because if if it's something that's habitual for you if it's something that you seemingly can't control then you don't need to be in a relationship no i think it's more so just the i think open relationships honestly at their core is really more about the freedom to entertain new energy that feels strong to you like other strong connections because again i don't believe i don't think we have i don't think we have one soulmate i think we can have several Mm -hmm. soulmates um and i i I think those situations are more so just about hey babe i met this really dynamic person i want to get to know them and if i kiss them 
it's not that I don't love you anymore. It's more so exactly. I just I just had this really dynamic experience that I wanted to have, and that you we allowed the space within our situation for something like that. And I was and, just gonna say, I think yeah. that's really, I, I think that's actually very mature. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I honestly think it's probably healthier. And I do too. On it's all safer, ends of the spectrum, yeah. as much I mean, look, as I'm look like, at Will and Jada, we don't know that's what they're doing. You better. I was just, listen, listen. I was just gonna say that. As much as I'm like, I would never. Or as much as I'm kind of like, I couldn't see myself in that situation. If I had the option, I would much rather be with someone, be in an open relationship where we respect each other, we're honest. Um, as opposed to dating someone that's lying to me and then sleeping around. Yeah, like a lot of people, a lot of men would not be comfortable with the relationship that August is, August Alcina has with Jada, but obviously Will is, yeah. and that's not for that's not for anyone to understand. But, but Will them. and Jada say that you know it's yeah. that that's for no one to understand. But yeah. but people they're so they're so interested and so insistent incessant on you living this heteronormative life. It needs to yeah. look like this. It needs to be like this. That anything that's different, they have to question it instead of just saying, And you hmm, know what? And you know interesting what? Interesting for them. I think the reason why I really want to discuss it is because, like I was saying earlier, because when you look at lesbian relationships, right? Lesbian relationships are, like, stereotypically, at least, are, like, the exact opposite of gay relationships, right? As opposed to them being promiscuous as opposed to it being these two week flings as opposed to it being all these games it's like you know very monogamous it's long term it's you know (laughs) healthier in in you know pretty much all senses um but again again i I think that goes back to how a lesbian at my job and this girl was telling me so much drama Oh, listen, there's drama in every kind of relationship. I'm not saying yeah. either one is perfect. I'm, I know there's abusive lesbian relationships. I know there's, you know, promiscuous lesbian women. I know, like, all, listen, whole shit is in every every sexual orientation, every okay. race, every gender. Like, I know. <laughs> I know for a fact. Um, but what I was saying is, I think, again, it goes back to how we're socialized. Women are socialized to look for companionship. And they're to look for companionship, to look for love, and to look for steady, you know, foundations. Whereas men are socialized to to conquer, to to essentially, you know, add a notch to their belt. It's how many women or how many people can they can they you know win or score with. Yeah. Right, we're we're raised that way, and I think that that contributes to the culture of our relationships, which is why, for gay relationships, often I, I see a lot of a lot of the marriages that I see in the gay community, they're open. At least in my experience, a lot of them are 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 open. Well, I don't know many married gay people, so that's something that I want to do this year. I definitely want to meet more married gay people. But um, the the one married couple that I do know. They're a young couple. They're around our age, mm-hmm. um, and they don't have an open relationship. Um, so knowledge. that's the only one that I know. <laughs> well, 
that um, is that on that. I don't think I had. Do you have anything else you want to touch on with this topic? I'm sure you we're know, gonna go back to it. Yeah, like it's always like all these topics. They're so deep, you know. Um, so many layers. Yeah, they're so deep. So. Yeah. That's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Hey, y'all. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far, please be sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell another friend, to tell two more friends, to tell their cousins, sisters, aunties, nieces, nephews, and significant others to listen to the show. It's free. All they have to do is go to the podcast app or go to SoundCloud or anywhere where streaming is found and type in Growing Up Gay and we'll pop up and then they can hear our beautiful voices. No, but in all seriousness, thank you guys so much for listening and please share. All right, so this for this week's uh, wind down. By the way, if it's your first time listening to us, the wind down segment is our uh, relaxed portion of the show. We talk about what's going on in the world as far as celebrity politics, you know, whatever's on our mind, whatever we want to share with y'all, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, one of the the first topic that I want to get into was um, Spice. If you don't know who Spice is, she's a dance hall reggae artist from Jamaica. Um, I'm a massive fan of Spice. I always have been. Um, I don't know what is going on with this whole love and hip-hop thing she did. We're not going to discuss that. Didn't happen in my world. Um, But earlier this week, Spice took to Instagram and uploaded this picture of her. (laughs) Yeah, a picture of her skin, like, white. Yeah, like this, um, this opaque, like dusty. Well, no, okay, no, okay, hold on, no, no, no. Now let's say that I'll say this much, right? It doesn't look basically. Let me tell the story. So Spice took to Instagram, uploaded this picture of herself, um, very, 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 very extremely light skin with blonde hair and these grayish blue contacts. Now, if you know Spice, she is a chocolate dark skinned woman. Um, with brown eyes and not blonde hair. And she's always been very proud of her dark skin. And she's been in the industry forever, right? She, she's not new. Um, uh, people might be familiar with her now because of Love and Hip Hop. When I say people, I'm talking Americans. Um, or North America. Yeah, Americans, whatever. Um, because, of, like I said, they might be familiar with her because of Love and Hip Hop and probably now because of this bleaching thing. Um, but she is very successful in, in Jamaica and has been across the Caribbean for years now. So for a lot of us, when this happened, we were like, whoa, 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 whoa. I want this. I want that. Because that's not the spice that I know. Like, spice that looks nothing like that. And she's been very, like I said, very loud and proud about her complexion. So it was weird to see what we thought was spice has bleached her skin and is now this light skin. Do you think that woman. her 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 media campaign was successful? It is successful. I was like just gonna messaging? say. I was just gonna say she later released a song um, where she discusses the whole bleaching dynamic across the Caribbean and just across the the Afro Caribbean community, not just the caribbean but well well yeah across the afro caribbean community i think me personally i think it was a beautiful stunt i have I, I didn't buy it from the jump 
And the only reason why I didn't buy it is because anybody that really knows bleaching knows you don't look that good when you bleach. Anyone that knows a black, especially dark skin, and I'm specifying, because when you're dark skinned and you bleach your skin, you look chalky. I've seen lighter skinned or caramel skinned people that weren't satisfied with that caramel and they needed to be quote unquote light. And I've seen them bleach. And although there's a slight chalkiness to that complexion as well, it looks far more natural than when dark skinned people bleach themselves. When dark skinned people bleach themselves, they always, always, always look chalky, ashy. Um, <laughs> they just do. They look I like. Know I was taking me out. <laughs> they look. They look real dusty and and like dusty. Oh. Yeah. Like they never look. <laughs> that's why when I saw her, I was like, "That's not. That's not bleaching because you wouldn't look that. You. She looked like a. a like she a looked real even. Level. Yes. She looked like an actual. I mean, granted, there's makeup and camera and Photoshop, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but they never vibes cartel never in their whole life not no look so good never <laughs> never Sammy Come Sosa Sammy Sosa does not look like look like that he looks a mess none of the Africans that I know that bleach them they don't look like that so that's why me personally I didn't buy it from the jump but I think it's it's dope what she's doing um, because bleaching is something that affects all communities it's not just the black community it's not just the caribbean it happens in africa it happens in asia it happens across the board because everyone is trying to get closer to whiteness even in and it's funny because i remember not funny but when korean airlines uh, used to stay at my other my old property in atlanta the flight attendants would always come in and we would it was always like the spectacle when they walked in right because it was like 30 something you know asian women that look pretty identical um coming in in these uniforms and their makeup was always they always were looked very white like the actual color white Um, not like white americans but like the actual color white and then when i would see them later on like when they would be you know in their regular clothing and dressed down i'm like huh y'all look y'all don't look what happened (laughs) and i remember talking to one of the flight attendants she was saying that like that's something that's prevalent there is, is to appear whiter um wow. so they do they do all these tricks they they do all these things they wear this all this makeup to make them present whiter um so again it's not just the black community it's not just the caribbean community which is me personally why i i think it's dope that spice did this now it, she hasn't confirmed yet that she's not actually bleached because it would, I think, take away from the momentum. But if she did actually bleach her skin, it would that would also ruin the entire thing because the song is about black the, people not not fucking with her. Exactly, her the song is about all the, the song is about all the the trauma you could say that she's had to deal with in regards to to being dark skin, and she's basically saying I wasn't good then, but I'm still not good enough now because first you have an issue with my my, my blackness, my darkness. And now you have an issue with the fact that I did something about this thing you told me was a problem and, a, and an error in, in, in many ways. And a lot of us have suffered from, you know, colorism and the issues that go along with being dark skinned. I know I have. I, it took me a really long time to appreciate all of this chocolate. Right. Child. It, I'm, it, <laughs> yes. But but once I like embrace my chocolateness, I uh-huh. never 
Like you can't tell me shit. You can't tell you me can't, I'm not right. the baddest chocolate thing. Like I, I remember, I remember, I remember being younger and being like, "Ooh, I can't be in the sun too long because I'm gonna get darker." Now I'm like, "Yes, vitamin D." Make yes, me, like I want to be in this. I, I want to tan. I want to bronze. Right. Like now I get jealous when I see like there was this uh, one of my ladies at my other job was Sudanese. My in Atlanta, my property in Atlanta. She was uh, Sudanese. She had the most stunning complexion like like oh uh, every time and her skin was so phenomenal like literally she, i would see her and i'd be like oh yeah highlights popping and she'd be like i'm not wearing any i'd be like yes skin just the natural the the, the natural juices jesus just yeah highlight on your own like i so i say all that to say like we all have our issues with with um colorism so i think it's dope that spice is bringing attention to this um, I hope Grace, Miss Grace, do do me a favor. Please don't bleach your skin. Don't. Please don't bleach your skin. Um, but like I said, I don't think she actually bleached her skin. But I do think it's been interesting to see all the everyone's reaction to it. And the song is 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 um is, it's good. And it's getting yeah, all the it's traction. It's been crazy that reactions. She, like I said, everyone's been talking about it. So uh, it, I think it was a great marketing strategy for sure to get her music because you know. Like, the show is on the off-season right now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Maybe this will get her a peach. Do you, I don't think she wants a peach now. Yeah. I mean... I don't mean housewives. I really meant, oh, like... Okay. Um, may, maybe this would get her, like, an intro on the show. Oh, like okay. Like, they'll... You know, like, they'll, you know, show her name. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. A peach. Well, I just um, said that. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully she wants more for herself than to be on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta because that's really where people go to die. Next, um, I wanted I wanted to discuss music. Um, is there anything that you're listening to right now that you want people to get? Well, first, I'm sorry. Well, Cardi B's new single "Money" just dropped, which yes. is tearing up social media. Uh, do you do you I, love it? It's cute. It's cute. It's gonna it, Cardi B is that she her songs are growers, as we've right. seen across the history of her catalog. They all been like they come out. You're like okay, let me sit with it. Next thing you know, it's like yes, I love that shit. So, just like Bodak like Yellow, this song is it's gonna be a grower. Um, I like it. I like it. I love the artwork with the oh my uh, god, the big blonde, big pink curls with the diamonds in them, and listen. then the other picture with the 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 hat with the, the fringe oh. coming down. Like, oh my god! Like, just listen, the, the beautiful, beautiful, listen. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Cardi and her team, Colin Carter, if I'm not mistaken, is his name. Her stylist. They her, listen. They are fucking it up. I am. Yeah. Like images. that blue suit she wore. Y- yes. Was, just. Um, everything was it, is. Was it, was it Kimmel? I think it was, no. I think it was uh, Fallon. Okay, the Fallon. Yeah, like, I think it was Fallon. Like, just her style is on point. Ill. They, they are killing it across the board continuously from her photo shoots to the album. Listen, that that is some of the best artwork I've seen for a project in a while. Yeah. So Cardi and her team are killing. I, I I don't love the song. I think it's cute. I think it's fun. Um, it is. It's not for a new album. I thought it was initially. It's for the re-release of Invasion of Privacy. Uh, the deluxe version is coming this fall. And can I just say, I personally, I'm so love, happy she's gonna re-release the album because I was just gonna say that I, album I, is still burning up. I love that Cardi's team has gone back 
to the traditional structure of album from the very first single up until now even the whole re-release they they played the game the way it used to be played with the multiple singles the multiple videos the multiple award show performances the multiple um late night show interviews the re-release with like the deluxe edition like i love that and like that's you very know, ever, ever, about the ever, ever since Beyonce, you know, dropped down yeah. from the sky with self-titled, people have been doing all these different crazy antics to try and and create a moment and sell albums and do these different things. And it's like sometimes the old structure is just what you need, and I think it's doing it's doing Cardi some justice. Uh, so I shout agree. out to to her and her team. And, and sh- um, yeah, and shout out to Normani who's doing the exact same thing. I think a very similar structure, where she's cultivating her style, cultivating her sound, cultivating yeah. her 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 performance, her production style. Like she did so right. good at the title concert. I mean, yes. she was she yes. was she was strong. It was a she's great a performer. Show. She's, she's a, a performer. She's a, she's a performer through and through. She's a dancer through and through. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought up Normani because I wasn't going to discuss her, but since we're here. Um, I have to say, I think it's pretty disgusting how ne- sp- like black gays, and I'm, I'm specifying there because that's who it is, are, have, they, they seem to have like a, just an issue with this girl. And it, really? it's not even yeah, it's not even a now thing. I've been seeing it for a while, and I'd be very honest. I feel like a lot of y'all have an issue with her because she's a brown skin. Um, I, 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 I'm gonna say average, and that's not a slight turn in any kind of way because she's a pretty girl. And but she's she's an average black girl, and I feel like a lot of y'all have yeah, an issue. she's an average black girl. Her voice a is lot of y'all basic. have an issue. No, and, and here's the thing: I don't want. I keep seeing that with Normani. People are like, oh, her voice. And I'm like, oh, girl, when did y'all start caring about singing? Like, yeah, none, of you bitches, <laughs> none of you hoes say anything when Sierra is, is, is Up on there stage. doing her cheer performance. We, we love Janet Jackson. Y'all live for Cassie. Cassie! She could do no wrong. Like, but, 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 oh, but this girl, Normani, none, bitch, none of these, none taking these vo- She's are, taking vocal lessons like, because you can tell her voice is improving. She's not even that. Not even that. She, let's keep it to. Let's keep it. Her voice 20. is improving. She sounded so good at the time of performance. Yes. What? But what I'm saying is, let's stop acting like you niggas all of a sudden care about vocals, because y'all don't. Okay. We do, like. Let's just keep it a buck here. Our generation is not built on vocal ability because no, because there's her, a slew of there's a slew of girls out here that are successful that can't sing, and when I say can't sing, I'm not even talking about. Sang. I'm talking about literally cannot and the right. Like they literally, there's no. They can't carry a single note. Like yeah, they they can't do the very basics of. They couldn't get on a mic and sing. Um, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Mm, but you to can you. though, bitch. They couldn't do literally that. So I don't know why we're acting like all of a sudden Normani needs to have a 4.5 octave range, be able to belt into, um, I don't know, the sixth octave and have the most fluid and flawless voice. Like, that's not the case. Like, no. she's doing what she's doing. She's, and she's also never told y'all any, any different. Normani has never presented herself to be, you know... Well, the thing Mariah is, Carey we, or anything. we have so this—we like, have this sliding scale of, of of what the standard is. 
Um, you know, unfortunately, people are calling her young Beyonce, and it's like uh-huh. the girls aren't even getting an opportunity to be Normani yet. Um, right. But we have this sliding scale of what greatness looks like. You know, Beyonce is a fair-skinned woman. I'm not saying... And no, it has aided was, in her success. Yes, it has. Now it it everybody aided in her pretty, success. Pretty 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 privilege and colorism is hey, wide sure. and rampant in the industry, and has yes, been it for is. yes, for, it is. It's not a and new so thing. All it's been all, there since Diana and them. So yeah. So all in all, it's like I feel like now the now okay. Oh wow. Now it's another reason why we this girl has to be stronger and be better. And have right. to be perfect when she comes out. Now you're saying something else. Now there's a different standard for her to live up to. She's too black now. She's too brown. She's too this. It's like, why the fuck can't people just do their art and we just consume it if we want to or not? Like there exactly. has to be so there has to be so many fucking you know guidelines and restrictions. And it's like motherfucker, right. please stop trying to change the rules. Just when a bitch get in there, like right. cut it out. Cut and it here's the fuck and out. here's my thing. Y'all don't even have to live for the young lady. You really don't because I listen. Eight out of the ten times I see Camilla Camilla Cabello oh on my, on my TV screen, I let y'all know I don't see it. She gives that girl Camila Cabello has nothing, and I'm not trying to compare the two. No, what I'm, I'm not. Is, I'm not even. She, but what I'm saying is because someone could say, "Well, well, Vaughn, you say all the time you don't see it for Camila Cabello." Yeah, and it stops there. I don't rip that young lady down. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go out of my way to check out things that she's doing to to tear her down. I don't go out of my way to 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 disrespect or or mock or do anything in regards to. Her. I just simply say I don't see it. I don't see it for her music. I don't see it for her voice. I don't. I don't see it for anything in regards to her. However, I'm not gonna. I don't feel the need to continuously like come for her or like like when other people are enjoying her on my timeline. I just mind my business. <laughs> I just I let them have it because you know what we're just not those aren't my contacts I can't see what they see so well yeah we don't see it um, Sierra's dose video came out and we didn't need to see it um, and Sierra let me tell you something sis the pep rally was just enough for me I didn't need to see it in the gym sis, Here, so it, here's my thing right I don't want to <laughs> Tear Sierra down because I just not. spoke about how I don't like to do that. I just but, have a question: Is she signed to a major label or not? Because if, if I can't she was tell. doing if she was doing all this independent, I'd be like, "You go, Sierra. You you make it happen. You live out your dream." But I think she signed to a label, so I I don't get it. She signed to Warner Brothers. So what? What is what is the is the, is the budget just not there? What is going on? Because even in the Level Up video, I was like, "What is?" What is what are, you, what are y'all doing? Well, level up was budget compared to this, sweetheart. The level up was the same thing with like a green screen. Did you know it's the it's like a group of dancers in open space in Sierra doing cheer choreography, like. A, but she also had an endorsement for level up bows. And maybe that that paid for the green screen. I don't know. Like, I'm just, I, I okay. I'm saying all this to say, maybe I I expect too much from Sierra because I think she's a, a such a talented perform dancer, um, and performer, and I kind of feel like she should be so much um, offering so much more than she is. But I just I don't Sierra hasn't peaked. 
Which is... I think she peaked a long time ago, and that's the problem. Has she? I think I, so. I thought... Okay, so Sears already peaked. I think so. I really wanted... I don't... I really wanted it to be true in my heart that Sears had another... Like, like I, I thought Sears another had moment not in done her. her thriller yet. But but it seems to me that her thriller was you, you, the you, evolution. You, you expecting thriller? Well, I don't mean thriller, but I mean like her her lemonade, like her thriller, like her big project, her big moment. Like I feel like Sierra has not had that yet, and I've just been waiting for her to finally have it. Like that moment where it's like Sierra. Maybe and that was Body Party because that was that shit. Body party. Was it body party? Maybe really? that was body party. Well, no, that's a lie. It would be promise if anything, because promise is yeah. Better. Promise. That's why I said the evolution. I think it was the. I think it was the evolution. Promise was that girl. Like that album was so fucking good to me. The Sierra album see... is better. That Sierra album is so good. I just wish she could make that kind of music on loop. It was so good. <sighs> well. Uh, Sierra featured uh, Young Dancers um, From a show you guys may remember Called uh... Oh fuck The show was called Step It Up on Lifetime It had one season featuring um, Oh is that where those people were from? Yeah, they oh. yeah. Mm-hmm. I know Keisha Lance Bottoms is in the video, which was she, yeah. Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms of, of Atlanta is in the uh, video. Um, so, you know what yeah. it is. I think Sierra's at a place in her life where she's no longer trying to compete with the rest of the industry. I think she's having fun, and I think she's doing it simply for the sake of fun. And when you look at it through that lens. I, I'm a lot more open to what she's delivering. So I think we just need to stop looking at Sierra through a lens of expectation and... And, and just accept what she's and doing. And just accept what she's doing. And it's like, okay, cool. Sierra's we, putting out music. She's we, doing her thing. We turned that know, around nicely. You know what, yeah. Sierra? Go off. Sierra, kudos to you, girl. We Have love... Fun. Keep, keep giving it to us. Keep Raise popping that puss. Keep loving it up. And um, listen, I play Love It All the Time. I love the song. My cousin loves that song. It, it, I love I it. it. It sounds like it, cheerleading music to me. I just I know it's it's fun. Um, Vaughn, how are you prepping for 2019 this year? For 2019, um, we were talking about this earlier at the top of the show where I was saying that like there's things that you know I want to do, but I don't want to really talk about. Um, I think for me, I want although I'm like I said, I'm not setting any resolutions um i'm not doing any of that stuff i really just want to live and you know let all the good come to me you know what i mean um but i have already started working on 2019 because there is actually a lot that i want to accomplish in 2019 there's a lot of things that i want to to do a lot of things that i want to experience in 2019 um and i'm preparing myself for that now which is why i want to do my four months of focus because yeah. I know I no longer want to be in my own way, um, and I want to open myself up. <laughs> Are you <I'm> okay? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I said open myself up, and I thought about something and it made me laugh, um, oh. literally and figuratively. Um, <laughs> oh, <Shit. laughs> that I'm sorry. Oh my god, I cannot let it go. Uh, <laughs> that was funny, but no, there's a lot of things that I want to. Um, do in 2019 and experience in 2019 um and there's a lot of things that i want to accomplish like i really 
I really want to start building a name for myself and and getting to um, explore all my creativity and um, see what good can come from that. Um, I've already started like I know I said I'm not doing like resolutions, but I love Excel spreadsheets and Word documents. So I've already started like typing up some things and reaching out to some people about some projects and some ideas that I have. Mm-hmm. So you know, just keep your eyes peeled. And you know, Keep your eyes peeled for the shit that's about to blow off and pop off for you. Yes. And what about you? What are you doing to prepare for 2019? 20, you know, I, I think the next year for me is about creating my own opportunities. Um, Ooh, and, hallelujah. Yeah. You know, like I said, my class at, at Secretary was canceled, but I've already created three yoga opportunities just off of me prospecting and putting my name and my brand out there and people saying yes I want to buy into that I want to work with you so 2019 and the rest of this year is all about that for me it's about you know owning and being responsible and accountable for my dreams and and my aspirations so I just want to you know stay true and stay um Discipline when it comes to manifesting the things that I want to see within myself you know and, 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 and understanding that I have to work at them and cultivate things uh, in order to see them. So that's what my 2019 is about, and I think that that's real. That yeah, that's what people that's can, can can expect. And one thing that you want to accomplish before the year's over, Vaughn. I think, um, and this is not even just for as you know before the year's over. This is just in general. I really want to be 100% comfortable in myself. Um. And that even goes back to my sexual orientation. Um, Coming out to my parents this year was monumental to me. But if I'm being 100% honest, I'm still, like, discovering who I am as a gay man. Um, What that means entirely. Yeah, and and I really want to explore that more. And, like, I want to be 100% comfortable in in my because i have i I present masculine right and it's not by force i'm not trying to present masculine i'm not like stop i'm not like stopping myself from being feminine you know what i mean like from i I am are you because i mean like well i i don't i don't think so like i genuinely don't think so like i mean i know there's certain things that i that i do um that (laughs) like it's so funny (laughs) My uh, my director the other day when I was leaving, I came down from you know being upstairs or whatever on the floors, and I came down and she was like, you know, I never noticed you have like a strut. And <laughs> when she said that, I was like, I switch. Like that's initially what I thought. I was like, oh, I switch. I didn't know I switched. And she's like, no, you not a like you strut. Like you when you walk, it's like powerful. Like you walk with like you know like a strut. And I was like. Okay, I wasn't like aware of that at all. So again, I don't think that like I, I force myself from from femininity. Like I don't think I stop myself from femininity. But like I don't know. But I do. Like mm-hmm. I said, I wanna I wanna stand up more in, in who I am as a gay man. I wanna discover that more. You know, entirely. Like there's a lot of things that I haven't done as a gay man that I wanna do. Go to a gay bar. I've never been to a drag show. I've never. Uh, I've never been to a gay club, which is that's why I can. But that's why this show is stuff. called Growing Up Gay because I'm still yeah, growing it. up. Yeah, we, we, you know. And, and and the thing is, you never stop growing up. Like, right. Even in our late twenties, we're still growing up, and that's exciting. Right. That's I want to. I want more gay friends. 
I I literally have like two gay friends. You and my cousin. <laughs> like yeah. I want more gay friends. Like I want to go to like brunches with a bunch of gays and like cuz I'd be very honest. Okay, let me be very extremely transparent. I'm a little uncomfortable around other gay black men. That's that that's really real. Like and like, that's I'm a little, that we have to and when I and when I that's say a uncomfortable, whole thing. when I say uncomfortable, a lot of that discomfort comes from insecurity. Sure. So I'm trying to like spread my wings and fly. And you know, be with my my fellow brothers. Yeah. So that's that's my goal for the end of the year and beyond. What about you? I think I think that's a great goal. Um you you know, so I talked about creating opportunities, but I think another personal goal is exactly what you talked about. Um, you know, being more secure within myself. Like, they had a pumpkin festival little thing in my apartment complex, and this gay black guy won over uh, me. And I was like, and I remember thinking to myself, like, why the fuck did he win? And I was a little, like, upset. I was like... Mine was better than his, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like we are literally like innate. It's we're taught to compete for attention, right? And it's so common for us to be rejected in our lives that we begin to play this game of who can I become so you're like me. And so, Ooh, I, you know, obviously, that. I I hope to. That is so real. I think yeah. that's mm, that is so real. Yeah. So I just hope to this next year to really. But fall in love with myself even more. Really give more time to myself. Give myself more more graciousness. More room to breathe. More room to mess up. Yeah. Um, yeah. More room to not be perfect. More room to not be perfect because no one's perfect. No one is. No one is. So yeah. Yeah. And that's this week's growing up gay guys. Hope you guys yeah. enjoyed the episode. Please be sure to follow us on so all of our social medias. You can follow me at underscore Vaughn on Twitter. Or at Vonagram on Instagram. I don't post anything on there now, but if you follow me, you might start seeing some things, you know, when the weather gets warm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. You can follow Malik at Yo Malik on Twitter or at, well, Malik Tuck, because I know you just changed your Instagram, so you go ahead and do all that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, on Twitter, I'm still Yo Malik. On, in, on Instagram, I am now Malik Khalid Yoga. So Brand. follow me there. Brand. Strong. Yeah. Um, strong strong so, on these hoes I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend a wonderful week thank you thank you thank you love you love you love you good night we'll catch you next time